Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, it's Jackie Cation and you are listening to The Dork Forest. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com thedorkforest.com if you like a determiner. Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and video. Vilmos works on JackieCation.com. And Mike Rickberg uh, sang the song with his wife, Sarah. He composed it, and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening to The Dorks Forest. Here's a scoop. I'm doing stand-up online. A lot of Zoom shows will eventually go back on the road. Sign up for my email list. It's easy to get off. It's harder to get on than it is to get off. And no harm, no foul, if ever bored. JackieCasia.com. Sign up for the email list. You'll find out about my weekly Zoom shows and stand-up on the road eventually. You may donate to the show if you would like. I would like. Sure, I would. There's PayPal, Jackie at JackieCation.com, and there is a PayPal button on both DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com, and there's Venmo, if you like Venmo, Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. If you have listened to all of the shows, go to DorkForest.Bandcamp.com, I think. The Dork Forest has a Bandcamp page. You can listen to a, but a lot of ones that are free from pre 2000 nine when I started pre-recording and uh, then there's a live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks. So I charge you a couple of bucks. There's also some stand up. There's a story uh, album. That's very exciting there. And um, other than that, I have a lot of merch in my garage. Feel free to order if you know anybody who doesn't have any CDs or the DVD. And uh, you can follow me everywhere at Jackie Cation. Let's get into the show. Hi. Jackie Cation here in my garage. That's right. And I'm here with fan of the show, longtime Dork Forest, uh, Riley Mangles. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I like uh, your headphones with the ear buddies on it. The they light up too. Do they? <laughs> they That's do. hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> well, uh, we, so you're like, you sent me an email with because I said, do you want to be on the Dork Forest? And you're like, yeah, I could dork up. Of course. Up. <laughs> right? It's attainable goal. And um, you said musicals. I did. And now, my knowledge of musicals is, as per usual, pardon me while I brush <laughs> things off of my body, because uh, we are filming. Anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, um, yeah, so musicals. I watched him as a child. We've done several episodes on the Dork Forest about musicals. With None Rebecca of them is Sugar. Zero. Yeah. Rebecca Sugar did musicals. She's uh, other people amazing. also done. She is amazing. She's the Steven Universe lady. And I love Steven Universe, which also has music in it. Yes, it does. And she plays the ukulele. I have heard she her. She does. Play. I'm want to learn so bad. <laughs> it's yeah, it, it looks uh it looks super fun. It doesn't look, I mean. It looks pretty. It's like sort of the recorder of of guitars, right? <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I so I think it's easier than like learning how to play the clarinet, right? Right. So, because um, it only has a couple of strings, and I had one for a little while, and I didn't learn it, and then I gave it to Goodwill. So <laughs> uh, hopefully, it has found a home with someone. I'm sure it did. <laughs> um, 
Yes, I really do. But did you watch them when you were a kid? Oh. Were you raised in theater? Were you born in a trunk? What um, happened? My poor parents, uh, they were wonderful, scary, hippie people. So they were very much into like the hard rock and the Grateful Dead. And I could probably sing you a whole Grateful Dead set from memory because I've been to so many shows in and outside of the womb. Um, and so they were very much upset when their oldest child turned out to be the biggest bubblegum pop musical Disney obsessed dork ever. Like literally like my mom be like headphones, please. God, please. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Disney is a big, I mean, you know, some families go to Vegas, some families go to Yosemite. My family went to Disney. So I've been pretty much a Disney dork since I don't think I've never known okay. anyone. Yeah. That so. is interesting. I have interviewed a couple of Imagineers, and I have been to Disneyland um, several times. I would like to go again as soon as uh, it feels like I'm not going to be taking my life into my own hands Exactly. Here. And um, and I find $300. So, because it seems <laughs> right? to be prohibitively expensive and right now. And that's for one churro. No, I'm just kidding. It feels like it. So your <laughs> musicals are very specified in it's, the way that it's... Or, or were, were Disney your gateway musical? Disney was kind of the gateway. The first real musical that I absolutely just diehard fell in love with was... Um, the 1997 Cinderella that Brandy and Whitney Houston did. Um, was that live on ABC? Yeah, it will live, but yeah, it was, um, it was one of those magical specials with creepy Michael Eisner in the beginning. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I just, I fell so hard, all the singing and the magic. And I mean, and in Cinderella is a, you know, a good story anyway. It's one of my favorite Disney stories in general. So I just was like. This, this, right here, this. <laughs> because that was live action, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that. Rodgers and Hammerstein did the musical. Well, the story is obviously from the 1800s, but the musical was from like the 1950s. Leslie Ann Warren did one, um, the really ugly color scheme of like orange, brown, and green. It was hideous. Um, <laughs> and then I loved that one too, but then when they brought in, um, Rob Marshall, I believe choreographed it and directed it, who he did Chicago, okay. the movie too. Um, mm-hmm. he just made it purple and pink and sparkly and just happy. That's- and you can't get mad at Whitney Houston saying, you just can't get mad. Like you just, it's, it's impossible. Was Whitney Houston in it? She was the fairy godmother and she produced it. Oh. And she's the I one who to- said, Brandy you need to be in this. And she said, please be my fairy godmother. And I'm like, yes, happy. Oh my God. I have to, uh, I have to find that. Is that streaming? Disney plus. It is available right after we hang up. Yeah. Disney plus. Disney plus. Disney plus is a constant in my house. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's nice in the background. I have watched frozen Two no less than, uh, 13 times in the last two years. That was, yeah. Uh, show yourself was, is one of my go-to, Hey, I'm awesome. Kind of songs. You love a show yourself. You I know love what? Show I like, yourself. I like next right thing. I love it. It makes me cry. It always makes me cry. And then when I am older, always makes me laugh because of Olaf. Uh, he screams in that. Yeah. The longest time. Yeah. It's gotta be a four second scream for no reason. And exactly. you're just like, it's like, I love you still. 
Screaming? He's still screaming. Oh, God, he was so good. The best and, part of the movie is when he's reenacting the whole first movie for everybody. Yeah. And that's, I'm just like, why is that me at every party talking about anything that I'm interested in? Because I'm just like, no, 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 wait, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, no. The next part is the best part. Exactly. I'll get to it. No, and he is, he is that. And then, of course, the, the re, sort of the, um, I forget uh, the boyfriend's name. Oh, um, it's not, Christoph. it's, it's not Sven. Christoph. Sven's the, the horse. Is... Sven's the, the moose. Um, Christoph w- singing lost in the woods with the eighties so production and the nineties, like boy band pop ballad realness. I was yeah, yeah. in love. I was so happy. And Jonathan Groff is amazing. He's so He's talented. So, was so good. Yeah. yeah. He's um, wonderful. We have jumped ahead. Now yeah. I can go back and watch the Whitney Houston Brandy Cinderella, though. Yeah. And um, and I was that in the theaters or was um, that on no, ABC? No, it was just on ABC. It was. Yeah, it was okay. like it was, I think it was like a Sunday night magical world of Disney kind of deal, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I and do. then with ads for Disneyland in between the one with the little girl so excited to talk to Goofy on the phone. I think I have that commercial on YouTube still and it makes me cry every time I see it because she goes, I've waited my whole life to meet you and Mickey standing right there. That's just mean. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> mean. Um, but, mean. Uh, <laughs> and but the uh, so. OK, so because um, I remember when when they first started doing musicals again, I think it was in the in the early 90s or was it in the 80s um i mean little mermaid is, when was aladdin aladdin was, was little, the 90s little mermaid is 89 that's the beginning of what people call okay. the disney resin disney renaissance okay um because alan menken and um howard ashman uh, alan menken is probably my hands down favorite composer well and john williams okay um okay <laughs> but uh but yeah like that was kind of the beginning of from little mermaid to about Hunchback. That's like the Renaissance right there. That moment. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Oh yeah. Die Hard. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like Beauty everyone, and the Beast, that book song in the beginning of it. I'm on board. Oh yeah. Um, All about it. That would played many a time in my house with us dancing around in tutus and underwear. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Little Mermaid was eighty nine. Um Beating the Beast was, not, was yeah. Beating the Beast is like ninety ninety one. Aladdin was right after that, and then Lion King, and then Pocahontas. Oh yeah, po- I, they lost me at Pocahontas. Um, I, would, I don't know if I was offended for the Native Americans yeah. or if I just didn't like it. I couldn't. I can't tell you. I well, I was like nine, uh, ten. Right, so it exactly. was still you like, were a child. It was still core. <laughs> Disney for me. And also yep. it's one of the only cute raccoons in existence. And, and I love Nico. And he's a pig. He's hungry the whole time. And I'm like, that is relatable right there. That is, that um, is outstanding. Yeah. Hun- uh, Pocahontas. And then also Hercules is one of my top 10 favorites. Um, Hunchback. Oh, you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hunchback is also, I mean, it's a little darker. It's probably the first PG Disney movie I saw because I was a little too young for, uh, Black Cauldron, which is the first PG Disney movie ever. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, it's there are ghosts and skeletons and scary and death and not a fan. Sorry, I like happy and sparkly. No, happy and sparkly. Happy and yeah, sparkly. there's plenty of dark and yeah, we don't, crazy going on on the inside. Exactly. Uh, don't need any. I of would that. like. 
I would like the outside <laughs> to try to counteract that. Exactly. Like I've shown my husband like Disney vacation stuff and they have at, in Florida, they have, it's called the art of animation resort and all of the different rooms there. Like if you get a suite, you can do Lion King or you can do cars or you can do, uh, there's another one, but a, but a standard room is the little mermaid. And it's just, it's like if Lisa Frank and an eight year old just decorated room, it's magical. And my husband's like, is that what the inside of your head looks like? I was like, uh huh, pretty much. He's very patient and very tolerant. He's like, Oh God. That is, uh, God bless our partners. Exactly. And, uh, so, exactly. And so, um, yeah. So, okay. So you end up liking all this stuff from when you're little. Right. Um, what, which led to you memorizing. Oh yeah. I had the cassettes. And- yeah. I had, I had the cassettes. Um, the first real, I mean, Cinderella was a show in itself. I also did a lot of theater growing up as kids, like, you know. Um, like for school, things like that, I would, oh, right, right. Yeah. you know, and then I started taking like theater, like seriously. And I didn't really do it in middle school. Cause I was in that really awkward phase of, I don't want people to look at me kind of thing. I still am in that awkward phase, but it was really bad in middle right. school. Um, right. That was, that was the introduction to please don't look at me. Exactly. <laughs> that was the, Oh God, there are other people who can walk and talk and function. And here's me doing all of this. No, thanks. Um, no, thank you. But then, yeah, in high school, I was like, I have to, I have to try, I have to. And I had a lot of friends who were also, you know, um, and, you know, they're all my classes and same theater stuff. And, and I went to a really theater focused high school. I went to Hillsdale High School where we had like an improv uh, team. We had, um, and then we also had the big musical and then we had a black box theater. We did one acts in the fall. Like they were very much like, woohoo, theater. Wow. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Is that in the Bay Area? Yeah, it's in San Mateo. Okay. Yes. Um, And then I just really, I think probably the first, like, as a grown up, because I'm really not there yet. um, (laughs) The first real show that I like connected with was Rent. Like Rent was just. Oh, Rent. Amazing. Like it was, it was. I heard it was sad. It is very sad. But how did you, how'd you, how'd you get through? I couldn't, you know what? I have never been able to see the end of. Two musicals on the television, um, Sharks and Jets, West Side Story. That one's I've a never little, seen the end of it. I know what happens, but I've it. it yeah, yeah. And the King and I. <gasps> yeah, I he love dies the King at and the I. End. Yeah, I, I love <laughs> I, the King I and I. Love, I love the beginning of all of those. Oh yeah, and absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. Rent is kind of like to me. I mean as much as I grew up in the Bay area and very like, I mean, the Bay area is fairly forward thinking, but I also was very much sheltered in, you know, the peninsula where I grew up was very much wonder bread white land. So I was very not oblivious, but very naive. And rent was the first thing of like the first drag queen that I ever saw was rent the first um, gay couple in person mm-hmm. in front of me, like other than like, you know, Willie Grace, that doesn't really count. Um, Wow, you grew up when Will and Grace was on television. I remember that Excellent. episode where where <laughs> Will kisses Jack and everyone like lost their minds. And I thought it was like, who cares? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. You yeah. were a child I'm... being taught that it didn't matter. No, no. And, uh, but uh, I was a child uh, when I saw girls holding hands in Chicago once in front of a museum. And it was a huge, we were on a field trip and it was a huge deal. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. So whatevs. 
So we've co- we've come far. We have, yeah. I mean, so far to go. So exactly. far to go. Um, so rent is it about rent? I just heard it was sad. <laughs> it is sad. It's actually based on um, an opera called La Boheme, mm-hmm. um, and it's about uh, people who are they're artists, they're starving artists. You know, they're and it's um, it's set kind of in the early '90s, late '80s, kind of New York. So. A lot of incredible fashion choices. Um, but it's about these, you know, they're basically trying to not have the neighborhood. The neighborhood is about to be gentrified and, and all this other kind of thing. And it's and it's also a love story. And it's about your friends who become your family. And, you know, and just basically it's about, you know, um, it's about love. That's really what it's about. It is very sad. And, you know, because the one, like, it seems like the one seemingly truly happy couple is the one that unfortunately is the one that it doesn't work out. Well, Um, August, was that his name? The guy who wrote it? Oh, Jonathan Larson. Jonathan Larson. Then who am I thinking of? His first name is August. Um, Who is that? Somebody email me, Jackie Jackie Cation, when you find out what's going on in my head. Uh, he was, uh, is a gay, he won a Pulitzer Prize and right. he died of AIDS. He did, and he died um, right before the show was going to open. Like, is that Jonathan Lawson? Jonathan Larson, yeah. Larson. Like, okay, well then who they, the hell was August? Because <laughs> uh, he also died. Um, People died of AIDS uh, right and left all through the 80s yeah, and 90s in my life. Exactly. So, yeah, it was, yeah. that was one of the things too, is, is he brought a lot of, I mean, and that was, I mean, Again, I, I'm younger in the sense of the people in the show than, you know, so AIDS wasn't really brought into my home. I didn't really know that was really the first thing. And, and so it was, it was really like, oh my gosh, like it was so real to me, even though they're like running around singing and dancing, like it's still, yeah, yeah. it was a big deal. And then I just kind of fell for, I mean, there, okay, full disclosure, there are musicals I don't like. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, the thing but, is, is there's something of every of every genre. It, I mean, and, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. We could let's we could talk about the ones you do like. I oh mean, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, like I love like I love anything that is well. Okay, it has to be happy and sparkly, but also like it has to be just really good storytelling and good music. Like one of my favorites recently has been Nine to Five. Oh, the uh, which I've also never seen, which is Dolly Parton's yes, uh, the movie. The movie, the movie nine to five. What? Where is that streaming? Uh, illegally on YouTube. <laughs> Fair enough. Or I could probably spend four dollars on Amazon Prime. So I mean, you can uh, you can find the movie easily. It the um the original cast was uh, Allison Janney played the Lily Tomlin character, who I love. I'm a West Wing geek too, so I just love Allison Janney. She's phenomenal. Right, right, right. Um, Megan Hilty was the Dolly Parton character. She also. She's done a, a ton of different things. She was Glinda in Wicked. She was in the TV show Smash, which it's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's amazing. Um, okay. And then um, my one of my favorite favorites, her name is Stephanie J. Block. She plays the Jane Fonda character. And she's okay. just, I, I want to be her when I grow up, if that ever happens. That would so be amazing. Is, is the movie 9 to 5 a musical as well? N- no. Well, there's the part where Jane they get high. Fonda. There's a part where That's they get not, high, so no. Dolly Parton's in it, but, yeah, uh, she but wrote clearly. The theme song. Yeah, she wrote the theme song for it. The movie's not a musical. The movie is a hoot and a half. Like, being, okay. like, a young, like, person who didn't really see a lot of, like, um, I was really, 
I think one of the reasons I like Disney so much is that all I was really, I only really saw that because I have two younger sisters who are both seven and 13 years younger than me. So my parents just kind of squished us together and said, here, you can watch what they're watching. So I wasn't really, you know, into like, I didn't see an R-rated movie well past my 21st birthday. Like I just was very much a a kid. So when I finally saw it, I'm like, they smoked pot in like the eighties. Like that's just like a thing. Like, like, cause they do that in the movie, but the musical is wonderful. Dolly wrote all the songs for it. Um, the guy who plays the, the bad guy in the movie, he's hysterical. I mean, I fast Dabney forward. Coleman? There Dabney Coleman. Yeah. It's the, it's, he's the poor man's Gene Hackman. Yeah. And then uh, so. it's, it's great. And like Dolly is just an icon. So the music is really fun and catchy. Um, and Stephanie is just, she was, Your uh, oh, well, one of her and Sutton Foster probably are like all time favorites. Okay, so what has Sutton Foster been in? Uh, she's been in a, quite a lot of things. Uh, right now she's in London doing Anything Goes, and I would love to be there, but yeah. Um, nope. Life, work, COVID. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she uh, she was Fiona in the Shrek musical. Okay. She, which is also on Netflix, and you should watch it. It is fabulous. Um, Brian Darcy James is Shrek, and he's phenomenal. Um, and then she also, she's done quite a few shows. Um, one of the, my favorite things is not a musical, but it's wonderful. It's called younger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a show about, she's a mom, she became a mom and circumstances happen in her life and she has to act like a 20 year old to get a job. And she, she's Sutton Foster. She's stunning. Of course she looks 20 years old. <laughs> um, oh, and Hillary Duff is in it. Um, the lady from Goodfellas is in it. The girlfriend, what is her name? <sighs> was I, I remember the first, I think the first sort of dangerous musical that I saw was Grease. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, and I remember my stepmother going, I don't think you understand what this is about. <laughs> okay. 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 Enjoy. Enjoy. Because I. That is a rare one where the movie is way better than the musical. The musical is long. And there's oh, really? Yeah. And there's extra songs. So I'm just like, I, I don't. I don't understand what's going we don't on. Need it. We don't need it. Yeah. The movie is great. Although as a kid, you totally buy it. But then as a, I'm like, how did they not know that John Travolta wasn't like 30? Like I'm confused. Oh my God. And, and Stockard Channing. Yeah. And, I'm and just like, like everybody is 30. No one is 16. No, no one is even 22. Right. So I find that with a, like, uh, they just redid the babysitters club and the little girls that look actually 13. Like they look like little girls. And then I remember, dating myself there was a 80s and 90s series of the babysitters club all those girls are like 18 i'm like there is no way y'all are 13 there's no way and like i totally bought it as a child but not anymore yeah well when you're a kid everybody over 15 is hugely old exactly and so you're like well it's fine they're in high school i mean everyone's taller than me anyway so it doesn't really matter (laughs) everyone's taller everybody looks like they're on the verge of death exactly they all grow up faster they all eat their vegetables and i eat macaroni cheese it's okay um (laughs) so you're talking theater like musicals not necessarily the movie musicals i I mean there are some movie musicals that i'm not a fan of but i mean i i love that it is now cool to like musicals like it's cool now like moulin rouge is wonderful uh ian mcgregor is fabulous and so is nicole kidman um I'm trying yeah. to think of straight. Uh, the, uh, the, I bought the I bought the trilogy, the Romeo and Juliet, yeah, strictly ballroom. Yeah, very and, cool. And Baz Luhrmann. Here's the thing: never saw the end of Romeo and Juliet either. 
I love it's West Side it. Story, but I, from the 1600s, you guys. I was forced anyway. to read it, so because <laughs> yeah. it's a high oh, school I thing. I know how it ends. Yeah, I know. I That's why it. Shakespeare in Love is actually really cool because at least it's like romantic a little bit, and you can kind of let it go. But yeah, I get it. Um, same with same with Hamlet too. Did you ever see Hamlet too? I saw commercials for it. It's two separate movies. The second movie that's inside this one movie is a great <laughs> movie. And it is about the production of a, of a play that the teacher has written called Hamlet 2. And everyone is like, doesn't everyone die at the end of Hamlet? And he's like, I've got a device. <laughs> and you would like the second half of Hamlet 2. The first half of Hamlet 2 is fine, but it's a weird drama about how the theater teacher at this Tucson high school his life is a mess. And then ah. he decides to write Hamlet 2. And then it becomes delightful. And I love it so. Have anyway. you seen um, Get Over It? Yes, that I have. Martin Short is the best theater teacher ever. I'm like, I wouldn't want to have you as a theater teacher, but I love you because you, I had <laughs> teachers like that growing up and just, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't remember enough about that, but all I have is a visceral reaction to that was great. Yeah, he was so, so funny. I mean, the movie is that you know I'm not a huge fan of like teen rom com kind of things. I I was too cool for school. Like I was like I actually read literature. <laughs> Whatever. I, I I outgrew that. Like now I'm like no shame. I read Harry Potter. We're okay. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. YA but, stuff. I'm in. Yeah, but like. Um, but yeah, that was just like a, like a really unique thing of like, they made musicals cool in high school. And, and that was always like a thing. Like I was, I'm a little too, I say old, I kind of outgrew like the Disney musical. Like I've, I've seen parts of high school musical. That's something like, that's more my sister. Because well, that's, oh, right, that's your age. little sisters are much younger. Yeah. And I will say I saw high school musical and I was fascinated by it. Because it was like the Mormon version of Greece. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't even, then I, so then I saw High School Musical 2 and 3 because I was, I became fascinated with it. <laughs> and they don't even kiss until High School Musical 3. And I was like, wow. All right, then. It's a powerful thing. The Disney thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They shut them down. Exactly. So, yeah. So live, did you see Rent in the theater? I have. I've seen Rent, uh, I think, five or six times. Uh, I did actually get to see, it was called the Back to Broadway Tour, where Anthony Rapp and Anna Pascal came and toured with the show. That was wonderful. Um, I actually got to meet Anthony. He wrote a book a few years ago, and he signed my copy. He's so wonderful. Um, and Adam Pascal had a, a one-man show, like, this is years and years ago. But he, I've, I don't think I've met him, like, personally, but... We waved. Um, yes. I, you were there. Yeah, I was there. He I was, was in there. the audience. We, we, we yeah. connected eyes. It was a moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I've seen, let's see, I just saw Hamilton again because it was back here. The Aunt Peggy cast is phenomenal. They're probably my favorite people on the planet. Um, oh, that's awesome. They were, I mean, our, I mean, I love Lynn, but it, it's hard. It's kind of like the thing of like you see people and, and Alexander Hamilton is very snooty and snotty and like I don't give a care about people's feelings kind of person so I can't see Lynn doing that because he's just that little munchkin I just want to pinch his cheeks I can't do it but our Hamilton just phenomenal um Julius Thomas I think did you did you see the original cast I have a friend who Uh, is a musical stork that I have never had on the program that I should she lives though in Philadelphia 
So she goes to New York to see live theater. So you go to San Francisco to see live theater? See San Francisco, yeah. Um, yeah. San Francisco, I've been to San Jose, too. San Jose has some decent shows, too. Um, well, I saw, I saw a production of Chess in Eagle Rock at a black box theater underneath an overpass. That's Chess, incredible. Yeah. I saw Chess in London in 1989. Wow. And then I saw, well, I know, uh, Andy, my husband and I have Chess in common. The fact that we both liked the very weird, very dumb, very amazing musical about <laughs> Chess. A compelling narrative that is Chess. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, my husband, I kind of like, he's not into musicals, but he loves Monty Python. So I was like, Spamalot. Ta da! I've never Ta-da. seen Spamalot, but, and, and he's like, maybe. If it ever comes here, maybe. And I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Are you making a short list of things you're just like, would he see that Muppet thing? The dirty <laughs> Muppet thing? Oh, he, and- yeah. Oh, he would see Avenue Q. I've seen Avenue Q a couple times. It's hilarious. Okay. So okay, funny. I wanted to see it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. I've seen I saw it. It toured here uh, ooh, forever ago. I'm still in my 20s. I saw, um, I I saw, saw a musical. It, yeah, go ahead. Um, I saw it also. I think another uh, a repertory theater did it here in San Francisco. And it was really cute. They did a really good job. Yeah, because there's great ones. And then sometimes you just see live theater or live musicals and you're like, so much work. This isn't great. Or this is so weird. I, I'm not a huge, this isn't my favorite thing. Right. But there's so much work that you have to appreciate how much work it was. Oh, yeah. I saw Every show the, is like that. The Bodyguard, uh, which was that Whitney Houston movie mm-hmm. that they turned into a musical. Yeah. And they played it a little too seriously. The yeah. movie wasn't <laughs> even played seriously. Right. So we left it. <laughs> going we bought season tickets to the pantages one year mm-hmm. so that we could see hamilton and um and so we saw hamilton and then we saw a bunch of other plays and some musicals and it was very exciting yeah yeah i have friends who do that and they'll be like hey the show is coming up i'm like you are taking me yeah, like you're... yeah my friends were like so uh jc superstar is coming and i was like yeah that ain't gonna happen i'm i'm not a fan of of like seventies kind of sixties kind of like JC superstar. I understand we wouldn't have rent without hair. I get it. But hair is just not my thing. I watched the movie and I was like, why don't they all just get jobs? And my husband just rolled his eyes. (laughs) I have have to say that I saw hair. It was, I I sort of got uh, sucker punched into seeing it because when I went to college back in the 12th century, there used to be movie night on Fridays and Saturdays. You would for $7 for 15 weeks, you could see a movie um, and so I saw a, a, a pile of classics and right. one of them was hair. And so we're watching hair and I was like, I love it. I love it. And then the, he dies and I'm sobbing sitting next to my friend who grew up in New York city and saw the production when she was a child. Right. And, um, and I was like, you didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there are a few shows that, I mean, you know, if you ever go see Les Mis, that's, that's not a, a cheerful story. Not a chance <laughs> in hell. I was like, wait a minute. It's in the title. They're miserable. And uh, there are some really good, funny moments though. My voice teacher has been like, so is that a character? There's a, a couple and, and it's a very outgoing, like loud character. And I was, so she's like, have you thought about maybe preparing a song for that? I was like, you're joking. <laughs> no, I, I just, I would feel ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but speaking of Hamilton, my, um, my voice teacher, she actually worked with, um, Chris Jackson's wife, 
uh, they did shows and stuff together. So she'll be like, oh, look at the picture of them. And I'll be like, shut up. I know. I love Chris Jackson. Hamilton is is amazing. Um, he, also I on Disney Plus. Yeah. Also on Disney Plus. And when I, because of course, uh, as a middle-aged white woman, I heard the soundtrack first. And then it was revealed that the, that the cast were people of color. And then I saw, and what I tried to do before it was touring anywhere near me before I, you know, I, I once asked a friend of mine, I was, cause she said, I'm going to see, uh, Hamilton. And I was like, the tickets are $1,200 a piece. And she said, I'm rich, Jackie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, um, and she's right. She is rich. And, but at least she's aware of it. And, but the thing is, is so what I did was I took clips from the different PBS, like the news hours. And I would watch, I was like, so this is how it starts. And then this song, and then I would try to see. And when I saw who was playing George Washington, I of course had never heard of Chris Jackson, but I looked at him. I was like, he is George Washington. He is what you would want George Washington to be. He's wonderful. Like his just, and also he's Moana's dad. The singing voice of Moana's dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. On Moana? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I was All like, right. wait a minute. Um, are actually the gentleman who we saw being George Washington um, the last time we saw Hamilton uh, when it was still here, um, the friend that I was with, he goes, I'm in love. And I was like, I know, like, Chris Jackson might have a run for his money because, you know. And I was like, oh, he's he like, stuck it. oh, yeah, he yeah. stuck it. And what was really interesting, and I didn't notice it until my friend pointed out, but he was just like, his, the way he talks, the way he phrases is very much like how Obama would speak and very much like, like just the way of like, just the eloquence. And I was just like, light bulb. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, this is an orator. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That cast, what I really appreciated about the cast, I mean, you know, they left because of COVID and we didn't know if they were going to come back and they did. And we're all very excited. What I loved is they kind of just did, pardon the ungainly phrase, but balls to the wall kind of moment. Just like you could tell they were thrilled to be performing again and they were just so happy. And like what I loved is when we were there, the women all, they didn't look like ingenues. They looked like they were my age. And yeah. they were, uh, and, um, Angelica and Eliza were both plus size, not just like plus size, but plus size. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Yay, I can do this. Um, right. well, right, not, right. The, not the rapping part. Pay attention. Yeah. Not the but, rapping part, but, yeah. um, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> and like, and, and their hair was like natural and amazing. And, and some of them had locks and I was like, Oh, this is Oh my God. So happy. So happy. It just was just, it, yeah, it was, I was like, it's probably the best. I mean, I've seen it four times. That was the best time. That is awesome. The thing about theater is that it should be inclusive, right? It's always Absolutely. traditionally claimed to be so inclusive. And then of course there's like a curtain goes aside and you're like, except for these people. Right. And, I mean, and, yeah, it's, it's hard because you kind of get to, I mean, there's, there's, kind of classes of roles. I mean, it's, it's the same in Hollywood too. There's the younger roles. Then there's kind of, there's not really anything for our age, except for the best friends, the mom, or. And even those are all super foxy. Right. And, uh, but the thing is, is, is it's, there should be, cause I, I remember I read some article about the first time how they would not cast uh, black ballerinas. Right. In, in a, in a cast with, a ballerinas or a ballet 
that was mixed race and it wasn't because of segregation, but it was because of segregation. But right. their, their thing was that it just, well, you know, it, it won't, it won't look, you know, you're just like, you are, uh, this is out loud. You just said that. Right. And so it's like, it's one of those things though, that you don't think about, you know, in my crazy white brain where I'm just like, oh, I never heard it before. I just need to learn. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, and that's kind of like, I mean, I've always kind of like, you know, I'm Wonderbird white presenting, but I'm Latin. I have, you know, my family is of color and, and also, you know, I'm, you should see my Armenian brothers and dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the I got the Irish half. Yeah, I got the Irish and the and the lighter Italian part. You know, both my sisters, brown hair, brown eyes, they tan beautifully. I'm like, I hate you both because um, I burn. But you know, I was so like oblivious as to what it could be, or like you know, I mean, ballet is a little bit more toxic too. Like you have to be certain sizes, you have to be certain. I mean, and you can dance and and still be any kind of size you want. Theater, I mean, it's slowly getting better. I mean, if you look at Renee Elise Goldsberry, um, who was Angelica in the original cast, she was Mimi on Broadway at 35 in Rent. Mimi is someone who dances, well, one, she's a stripper, and two, she dances and does all this. At 35, you wouldn't cast someone like that. You would cast a 20-year-old, and she did it. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda has really done an amazing service to theater. Right, I mean, and I love that, you know, Natalie... Uh, who is also Latin, my voice teacher, she is just like, you know, we ha- in the Heights was like the big thing for us because yeah. we had never really had a show. Yet, and I had never seen it Shh. <laughs> until the movie. I loved it. And then also one of the songs that I did a while, I did breathe from as uh, one of my songs to work on with her. And I was like, okay. this is amazing, but also it makes me want to cry and die a little bit inside. What are you doing? Um, Cause oh. it's, about, it's about families and failing and that's fun. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so <laughs> right, right. It's, it's uh, but the musical is wonderful. He, I think he's phenomenal, and I think he always surrounds himself with really good, talented people, which is great. Well, I remember when I was uh, when, when I would I was like, what, the people he surrounded him with in Hamilton because he's he, the dude's a gift to the world as far as I agree, absolutely. But he is not as he has he has enough a, a, enough humility to book people around him who are better singers than he are. Right. Because he is a, I mean, he's wonderful. He is. But the guy who played Aaron Burr. Leslie um, Odom Jr. Amazing. Well, yeah. That guy's voice is a freaking stick of butter. Yeah. You know, you're just like, you know, right. You know, it's just melting and gorgeous and amazing. Exactly. Well, that's why when, um, when in the Heights came out and he can't uh, cast Anthony Ramos as the main character, because on Broadway, Lynn played that part. Um, mm-hmm. And so Anthony Robinson, I love, I think he's just precious and adorable. Um, but when Lynn gave himself the little smaller part of the ice cream salesman guy, um, and I was like, Lynn upped his vocals. He practiced. I'm so proud of him. Like, yay. Because even he was like, he goes, I'm a decent tenor. He's like, I'm an okay tenor at best. And I'm like, oh, honey. Yeah. I uh, love you. But, but yeah. But so. <laughs> that's why I was. But so. Yeah. But he's that's so sort brilliant. of self-awareness. Yeah. Right, that's exactly. sort of self and I guess that there was some flack about Into the Heights and some of the casting on it. But um, again, the learning curve and Hollywood and all of these things where you're just like, right, he's, he's changing, but it's going to be slow. Right. And- he's changing, but also with that change comes the realization on how not great things were before. So, yeah, it, it's wonderful to celebrate where we are right now. But also at the same time, we can do better. 
So much, so like, much, so much further to go, but so right. I was this, when Hamilton streamed on on Disney Plus. I, I saw a few articles that were like kind of like meh, and I'm like, how, how? Like I was livid. I was incensed. I was angry. I was just fire coming out of the ears. And then yeah, that's insane. I was so the gift of seeing that original cast, right? And just and you know, I mean, and then also people were pointing out, you know, how they kind of gloss over certain things like slavery and things like that. And I'm just like, well, you guys are haters. And then mm-hmm. I was like, but you know what? You can't put everything in one show. And Lynn said, he goes, you know what? I'm still learning. I'm still growing. This is what I put out there. And if we can have a good conversation about it, cool. Like. You yeah. know, there are things that, like, I love that certain people don't love. Like, I mean, there are people, like, the person who was associated with Harry Potter who wrote it. I'm not into that. But I still love Harry Potter. But there are these right. people who will say, oh, Harry Potter's terrible. I'm sorry. Did you write a seven-book series? Are you an accomplished author? Then stop. You don't, I mean, yeah. she's a horrible yeah. human being, but that's still an accomplishment. Well, the, the fact that that's the hill she wants to die on oh. makes you want to go, you're killing me. Uh, but somebody gave me a sticker. Someone sent me a sticker that was, uh, in the, in the trans flag, uh, colors that I don't know what the trans flag colors are. Who knew there was a flag? Uh, but it said, I support Harry Potter, not J.K. Rowling. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. And it's like, yeah. And that's what it, I mean, I'm going, you know, if, if somebody can watch fucking Woody Allen and enjoy it, if you could enjoy a Bill Cosby album and enjoy it. I get to enjoy Harry Potter. You exactly. can get off my areola, as exactly. Janae uh, Monet once said. Janelle Monet, yeah. Janelle Monet, and and so, but I will. Uh, what about on ice? Do you enjoy Disney on ice? Um, I did as a child, and then growing. Did up, you get was, to see some? I did. I saw. What did we see? I got to see the Little Mermaid because they always kind of chorus. <laughs> I don't understand why tropical. Exactly. I don't understand. Like, you know, as a kid, I'm just like, how did they know that's like my favorite? Because that's when the movies timed out too. Um, but I did. Yeah. I got to see all like, you know, I saw little mermaid and like the celebration of fun. Um, my absolute favorite, probably it's not on ice, but it's kind of the same thing. It's a fantastic at Disneyland at Disney world. It's basically this huge thing. They use water and it's basically Mickey dreaming and he's dreaming about all of these different Disney things. And then like the villains come and Maleficent. Come. It's a thing you can find yeah. it on YouTube. Um, it's magical. It's so much fun. It's probably one of my favorite things to do when I'm there. Oh, I miss oh that's awesome. Um, and yeah. What do you want to talk about next? Or I have a question. <laughs> no, ask your question. Okay. Uh, so I would say that the stories in musicals, have traditionally been like they've had a chance to address, you know, like things that don't get addressed. Right. Right. Like Evan Hansen is trying, uh, but Evan Hansen is hard for me because it's about a, that kid. Yeah. Uh, and, and I haven't seen it. So what I like to do is to judge things with very little information. <laughs> and, uh, the, there is a stand-up comic named Steve Ranazizi who lied about being in nine 11. And so I wow. want them to change the name of Dear Evan Hansen to Dear, Dear Steve Ranazizi. <laughs> but uh, he actually claimed that he was in one of the Twin Towers. Oh. And they caught okay. him, I'm not kidding, 16 years later. Oh, my God. He told the story on Mark Maron's podcast. He told the story. Finally, the New York Times, he was on something. He was on, the, he was on a TV show on TBS called The League. Yeah. And, um, and he... 
is just sort of one of these, you know, regular featured white guys. And so, uh, very successful. And it comes out that he lied about it. He works in Midtown. I don't even think he was in town that day. And, uh, but he had told this lie so many times. He told it like three or four times over the right. course of like 15 years that he literally began to believe it right. himself. So they call the times calls him out on it. He apologizes and he currently works nonstop. Uh, so irritated, but, uh, so, but dear Evan Hansen is about, uh, sort of a young white man yeah. who, who just, and he's a child. Right? He's like 14 or 15, right? It's, yeah, he's, he's a high schooler. I mean, the empathetic person that I try to be. I, I mean, teenagers do dumb things. The problem oh, that entirely. I entirely. I mean, the issue that I have is the musical kind of doesn't address it in a way where it's resolved and, hey, that's kind of a wrong thing. It kind of goes, eh. Which and is I, the Steve Ranazizi thing, right. where he was twenty four right. until he was thirty eight. Right. So, and I just, I mean, you know, I, I love that. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it's important to have accountability, and I think it's important to write characters who do fail, but also who strive to be the best. Like, I really think that, you know. Do I think the music is beautiful? Sure. Do I think Ben Platt's voice like is magical? Yeah, I. I um, ben Platt's voice is magical. Um, and he's a really cute puppy. Um, but oh, his dog? Yeah, his dog is rough. <laughs> follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, it like I mean there, like and there's certain things that I like, you know, like the Book of Mormon. A lot of people think it's hysterical. I mean, and I I love some of the people who have been in it, like Andrew Reynolds is fabulous or whatever, but I think it's really kind of cringy to go to it's, talk about, you know, Mormonism and, 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 you know, colonizing other countries and things like that. Like, I just think that's a little, t- like it's, it did not age well. It, it actually did not age well. That was one of the ones we saw at the Pantages and, and we had been told how great it was. Right. And so we saw it and I was like, parts of it hold up. Right. And some parts of it do not where you're like, I see where the, they drop the, but it's South Park guys, right? So you're right. just like, you're South Park itself doesn't hold up very well. Which is true. I mean, like, you know, I think Avenue Q holds up a little bit better because essentially it's, there's this kind of message of, yeah, things suck, but it's only for now. One of my favorite things is the ending song is called For Now, and they start talking about things that are only for now. And the last, uh, the last couple of lines at the last, it was uh, 45 was still in office at the time. And they're like, Donald Trump is only for now. And I was like, you guys are cute. That's adorable. Thank you. Yeah. Um, appreciate, yeah. appreciate the, because it's true. I mean, tomorrow will come says Annie. Exactly. And, um, and, and it is, it is true. Cause there isn't, that is one of the things I like about, about all different kinds of art forms is that they give you hope, exactly. even though you're in a, in a terrible time, you know, exactly. these are, these are hard times we're in. Exactly. And I think, and that's one of the reasons why I love me. I mean, you know, call me corny, call me sappy. These, a lot of these musicals are about having a resilience of spirit and being kind to people, kind to people who are different than you, kind to people who you don't know who they are. Um, I mean, it, it just, you have to like, and that's kind of what at the core, that's what I think what my musical theater is kind of about. We're a community of people who didn't really necessarily fit into the norm or whatever, but we all came to this place and this is what we do. Um, 
there's a there's a really wonderful. It's on YouTube. Uh, the Ken, when when the Kennedy Center does their honors thing, I think it was 2011, 11 or twelve. They honored Barbara Cook, who was the original Marion librarian on Broadway uh, for The Music Man. She's okay. you know she has since passed, but um, which is ironic because Sutton Foster's in it, and now she's Marion the librarian on Broadway uh, with Mr. Hugh Jackman. Um, but <laughs> they did a like a you know they do the tributes kind of thing, and um, quite a few people are in it. Um, Glenn Close, who I, I had no idea was a Broadway person, please take my card. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we have the joke of, of, I have a card, like card carrying Broadway fan. And there are yeah. times I just like, just take it. I didn't know, like my, my voice teacher is, she's not older than me, but she's older than me. She like, I didn't know that Mandy Patinkin was a big musical person. I thought he was just on Criminal Minds and the Princess Bride. <laughs> sure. So, you know, the guy... The Charles Kimbo, who was on Murphy Brown, the guy who played Jim Dial, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the talking head dude, he was in musical theater. Right. Or like, you know, I have friends who would be like, why are you like all geeky about Law & Order? Uh, that's Jesse L. Martin and Jerry Orbach. That's the original Billy Flynn from Broadway. And that's the original um, dude from Rent. I'm blanking on his name. Tom Collins. There you go. Um, yeah. But yeah. And they'd be like, they sing. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But um Anyway, but yeah, like it, it um, you know, it, that's, we all pull from those amazing like places. Like, and that's, I, that's one of the things I love about theater. I love that you can find like, um, it's on Amazon prime. It's called smash. It's about, they're trying to recreate a Marilyn Monroe musical. It's got quite a few people from, um, all over the Broadway spectrum. It's got, uh, Brian Darcy James. It's got Angelica Houston's in it. Christian Borrell, my other Broadway husband. He's wow. magical. Um, <laughs> Chris Jackson and that's and on Chris Prime? And, yeah, it's on Prime. Um, okay. I caved and bought the seasons because I just didn't want to wait anymore. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, and oh, Kathy McPhee from American Idol and Waitress is in it. Um, and it's just, it's really cool. It's really fun. Um, and then even people who aren't even singing in the movie, like Brian Darcy James doesn't sing at all in that show. And he was in the original cast of Next to Normal. He played the, which you guys did talk about on The Dark Forest, Next to Normal. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I tried. I found like a, a bootleg copy of his one of his last shows. I was mm-hmm. so frustrated because about forty five minutes. I'm like, you guys. I understand you're cheering for him, but I can't hear what he's singing. Stop. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, uh, this kid that I used to babysit for. I did childcare for a while when I uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles, and the kid was a theater nerd, and she. I remember it was. Um, she had all of these bootlegs of these VHS and she's like, you have to watch this. It's Bernadette Peters in into the woods. And I was like, okay. And that was amazing. And then her little brother who was a skateboard kid, right? He was just like, I think they, I think it was cats. And so I come, uh, they're in the middle of it for some reason. And I come in and I sit down and I'm like, I turned to Cole and I'm like, is this any good? And Cole is, I think, nine at the time. And he's seen so many of these, but he doesn't like any of them. But he's like, it's interesting. It's There's some stuff here. And it was, you're like, you're nine. And I didn't, cats is not for me. But uh, I'm not really Same. a cat person. So Same. I mean, uh, I love cats. I love like my cats. But I, I yeah. just, the musical is a little... It's, like, it's, I, it's cryptic. It's too cryptic. Yeah. I, I like a, a more straightforward message. Yeah, it's more of like a poem and, and things. And I'm, I'm just, yeah, my, my, my voice teacher loves it. She's like, I love it. I'm like, no. 
Um, Good. You get to. Exactly. There you go. More yeah. for you. Um, same thing with like JC Superstar and, and Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Godspell. Mm, pass. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I, uh, I mean, I, what I love about musicals too is just, to me, it always just showed like there's these people with just this resilience. Like it is hard work to be a performer. Mm-hmm. Like I had to kind of relearn. I mean, I've sung off and on my entire life. I did the performing. I did all of that. And then I stopped for a while because life happens and, and you get married for the first time and it's no fun. And, you know, you kind of have to deal with life and then you realize, Hey, what do I really miss? And so I started doing it again. And with not doing it all the time, I started being really like just nervous and shy, not wanting to do it. And so and then you watch these shows and it's like, it's effortless. And then like, I was like, you know why it's effortless? Because they did it for a whole month and they've picked apart right. every song and everything. They probably don't even like the song anymore, but right, to right. you, it's like, woo, I love it. So, yeah. and that's kind of the, like, you know, and it's just, and I love that the theater is beginning to give women more powerful stuff. Like, I mean, I thought the frozen musical was a really great idea. I thought it was really uh, the girl who played Elsa in the beginning, Casey Levy, like let it go. wasn't meant to be a song to be sung eight times a week. Like mm-hmm. it's a hard song. I mean, yeah. Gina Menzel is wonderful and, and she did a great job, but Cassie Levy just took it and just went boom. So like, and what I've been trying to do more is kind of trying to fit myself and to figure out where I've been in the theater now. Cause like I'm 38 mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and you know, I can still, but you're not going to ever be younger, so you might as well start now. Exactly, right? and like, and for mm-hmm. me, like, I kind of have to find, like, you know, I can still belt out Wicked. I can still love those shows, but I have to kind of redefine what my my Broadway stuff is now. Like, we just saw um, Sondheim's Follies. They did a Fathom event, so we got to okay. watch the uh, 2018 production. So mm-hmm. it was um, Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter was the main lady. Right. Uh, she was wonderful, by the way. And it had oh. and um, one of the songs is like this lady. It's called Leave You. Um, and it's like this lady who's like, can I leave you? Can I leave how much you suck and you're terrible or whatever? Can I do it? I think I could. And that's totally the opposite of what I do. My aesthetic normally I'd like if it's nerdy, geeky, cute, kind of awkward. Me. Yeah. So that was yeah, just yeah. like this tall, like rich woman being like, oh, no. So I'm just like, that's it. That that right there want to do it i could do that, that. right yeah. or we did what else did we do oh we did um sunset boulevard as if we never said goodbye wow um yeah and uh we actually i actually saw betty buckley she was um dolly levi in the traveling cast of hello dolly that came by recently she was wonderful and i feel i felt a little mean because i'm like she was wonderful the cast was wonderful but then i for christmas i got this amazing book called a is for audra it's a yeah. children's book about uh, all the leading ladies on Broadway. And Betty, oh, Buck- yeah, Betty Buckley's in here. And I was like, a diva. I have never heard that. I am very confused. And then I started doing research. She was in Sunset Boulevard. And if you've ever heard her sing As If We Never Said Goodbye, you have not lived. It's phenomenal. And it's all about a lady who's basically afraid of, like, fading into the light. And she kind of loses her mind literally over it. But, you know. <laughs> It's, yes. it's an interesting show. It's a really interesting, like, it's, Sondheim to me is kind of, like, you know, I feel like I've graduated from, like, okay, Rent and, and fun musicals, and now it's, like, yeah. Sondheim stuff is grown up. Like, Into yes. the Woods is fun. 
Like, yep. the movie was... I've only seen the Disney movie, which I thought was wonderful. Everyone's like, James mm-hmm. Corden can sing. I'm like, of course he can sing. Have you not seen Carpool Karaoke? Come on, guys. Yes. Um, and Emily Blunt was wonderful. I love Anna Kendrick. Uh, the first time I ever saw her was... It's on... I don't know if it's on Prime, but uh, it's called Camp. It's a movie about Camp Ovation, which is a real camp that a lot of famous people went to. Like, Natalie yeah. Portman went there. And it's like a summer camp. It's very tropey, like, kid romantic kind of thing. But the music in it is... Most of it is original, and it's excellent. Um, and they do a lot of Sondheim musicals. Like, there's a very funny bit about, like, the two black students come in and they're like, guys, you know, we, we want to do a show. Like we want to do a show that represents us. And so they do dream girls and these are like children. So they're do, about to do the end. I'm telling you scene. And this one girl is being the Jennifer Hudson character. This little boy is being the Jamie Foxx character. And I'm just like, this is so weird. Like, this is not appropriate, <laughs> but it's, it's very funny and cute. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah so, so, but it's about, it's theater gives you a place to define yourself. I think. Right. And I mean, growing up, it's just a place for, it's, you know, I remember when I was a kid, it was like, it was a place for weirdos. You know, you're just like, you had someone to hang out with, you had someone to talk to. My first, one of my big crushes in high school was a guy who, in retrospect, could not have been gayer and had to explain that to me when he was 15 and I was 15 and it was, you know, 1980. So, uh, and he was like, we're going to see um, the Midnight Movie, whatever. Uh, oh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I go every weekend with a lot of guys, a lot of friends, and you're great. Anyway, so uh, I was like, well, can I come? And he's like, no. Uh, I need to be <laughs> with these weirdos and feel like I'm part of something. So it was... He was an incredibly nice young man and, uh, and he, right. and he tried to let me down as, as good as it was, but it was so, it was so, you know, you need a place to, to learn and to be safe and learn that you're of value, you know? Exactly. And I think that theater gives that. And also it gives you a place to realize that it's okay to be, not only is it okay to be who you are, but here's a place where you can be celebrated for who you are. I was on a a Rocky horror cast for a number of years, um, not performing, Mm. Uh, but like tech and and helping out and things like that. I had friends and, and, and ex partners who were there. And so, and it was great. It was, it kills your weekend. Mm-hmm. because you go oh, yeah. you go on Saturday night, you start not drinking. What are you talking about? You start drinking at 10 before the show and you don't get home until four the next day. So your Saturday is pretty much shot. Right, right. <laughs> but, it's, um, uh, but it was so much, it was, it, what I do In San now, Francisco? or uh, A couple different places. Um, Menlo Park. Uh, I know they had a soccer. Uh, we did Reno. It was so, oh, our, our cast got so big that, um, it was either the little theater inside or the big amphitheater and they kicked Hooba Stank, the actual band. I don't know if they're still a thing, but they were a thing at the time and they were kicked out of the amphitheater and into the little theater. Cause we had so many people. It was like, that's right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it they, is very they had cool. our name on top of it. And I was like, this is awesome. And then, you know, eventually it's kind of became something I grew out of because I don't like petty people, but it still was, <laughs> it still was a place of. I was celebrated for who I was, even though I was like Disney princess sparkle happy all the time. And most people there shopped a hot topic and and did a lot of things that I was not into. I was still celebrated for who I was. 
Right. It, it was so inclusive that it was people that you could like and not like and like and not like. I mean, exactly. there was, it is, it's so, you know, you're just like, no, those are different weirdos than the kind of weirdo I am, but right. we're all hanging out to put together this thing. And then afterwards we'll go into smaller groups, exactly. but at least, yeah. And it's, I freaking I loved marching band yeah. and I loved debate class and I loved, you know, I had my dorky nerd things that were, that made me feel human. Exactly. You know? They were like, that I was a person. your tribe, your, your, your tribe, yeah. your people. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and when those people like go on and do amazingly fantastic things, um, it's like, it's like, yeah, like, it's awesome. Like, uh, in the theater community, one of, uh, the community theater is in one of the girls, who used to do community theater uh, for, I think, Livermore. Um, she's now on Broadway as Alphaba in the new Wicked. Like, that's mind Huge. Right. Or, yeah. Um, and you knew her. Yeah. And you I didn't, yeah. but, yeah. But, well, yeah, you could. I knew of her. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. like, but ja- uh, James Monroe Iglehart, who, he directed shows in the Bay Area, and he was also in the traveling cast of Spelling Bee, which is another one of my favorite shows. Um, he played the comfort counselor and then he won a Tony for being the first genie on, in Aladdin. And we know each oh. other, like, yeah, yeah. We, we, we like each other's posts. Like it's not What's anything. What's the big. spelling bee? So wait, uh, you have given many suggestions that people <laughs> should definitely watch. We're approaching an hour, just so you know. <laughs> okay. And so everyone should see 97 Cinderella. Yes. Uh, nine to five. If they can see it, the Alice and Janney, uh, musical, um, get over it. With Martin Short. Not was a musical, nice, but amazing. <laughs> but, and, and about theater. Very lovely. Yes. Um, and Smash. Yes. Which is on Prime. Yes. Um, what are, like, are are there ones you're looking forward to seeing that you've either not seen before or are looking forward to seeing again? I'm really looking forward to Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Because right. it's going to be with actual brown people, not people wearing ugly brown makeup. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's supposed to be really, I, I mean, it's going to be sad. I already know I'm going to cry, but I'm yeah. really excited. It's, I'm not a dance. I'm a singer. I'm a performer. There, all the rhythm is here. It is not in my feet at all. So I love musicals where I can watch something that I'm just like, yeah, no, that's never going to happen. <laughs> um, right. I'm, I'm excited. I hope that music man does well enough on Broadway that we get to hear, we get a, an original cast recording because I'm probably not going to be able to make it to see it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Broadway opening back up again. I know everyone's been super excited and, right. you know, it was, it was great to see Hamilton. Like they checked our little cards and everything. We all were wearing masks and I was like, I love all of you. It was not uncrowded. It was very crowded. And it was like, we all were like thrilled to be there. It was great. Yeah. So good for them for doing a vax check. That for is, sure. uh, I had to do it to do a set the other night, and uh, and it was an outdoor set here in L.A. Right. It was just a woman at the door. It was free to go to, but she was like, just need to see your vaccination card. And I was like, luckily, I mean, granted, I have a picture of it, but I also right. had it in my backpack where um, I keep my uh, comedy notebook because uh, I still have a backpack like a nerd. And uh, I have a Ravenclaw backpack. I rock that thing proudly. I am okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I also have a very nice, someone gave me a Captain Marvel handbag that doesn't fit my notebook. The current notebook is slightly too big. So, uh, but I do have a, an old purse, like an old coach bag that uh, fits it perfectly. Just a nice shoulder bag. Yeah. Anyway, I've digressed. Uh, everybody, I am talking, uh, and I'm, I've talked with Riley Mangles, 
uh, she's uh, a person, you guys. She doesn't want. She doesn't need you to follow her on Instagram or any of that. <laughs> she might follow you. That might be how you you meet her. Because that's how I met her. She's a comedy fan, and she's married to a comedy fan, and uh, and uh, likes the dork for us. So, you are great. This has been super fun. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yay! This was great. Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?